It's news time with award-winning newsman extraordinaire, Kevin James. Woman nearly loses her sight after going 25 years without removing her mascara. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? It's not news. It's Kevin's news. And it's brought to you by Les Schwab Tire. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. Well, good morning and welcome to the news. Uh, I am fully recovered after that scare, Jay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. My heart skipped a beat or two. But uh, it's back in regular rhythm now. I think we're good. And life can go on. Played audio and it came across very loud for Kevin and almost uh, deafened him. And speaking of life going on, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is now advising that people who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 can gather indoors with others who have had the jab as well. Without masks or social distancing. That is the latest in the greatest news of, you know, I probably, would you say that's by far the best news we've had since COVID started? Other than winning the WCC tournament? COVID-related only. Oh, yeah. Because non-COVID issues, that was... That's different, uh, yeah. Even yesterday when they kept saying, eh, it's not COVID-related, that they're all sick, there was still a part of me that was like, oh, God, I hope this isn't the start of a new virus. I thought it for... And then when I heard food poisoning, I was like, okay, yeah, let's go with that. Let's just say it was food poisoning, and they all ate something just terrible for them in Vegas. Which haven't we all? <laughs> I mean, it might not even have been terrible for them, Kev. It just could have been an undercooked chicken breast. Yeah. Do they say what it was? I don't think they would dare, would they? Because I mean, usually the team, here's the only thing that's weird, the, the team usually all eats together, right? Uh, that's probably true, but maybe, you know, six of them had, you know, Snuck this. out and got. Well, uh, no, I was going to say six of them had one dish yeah. while some of the others had the other. Six dish. had chicken, six mm-hmm. had steak. Yes, that's where I was going. I don't know what you're okay. doing. That could be, well, what I thought was six of them were like, Okay, one of them was like, listen. I'm texting Lisa right now. Kevin seems to think. How do you I'm want me go- to state this? Kevin thinks I'm your run girl over. snuck out. No. I'm no, going to Uber I'm gonna Uber Eats <laughs> some chicken nuggets. <laughs> and do you guys want some? They were all like, yeah, 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 the six of them. Uh-huh. You know, because they probably roommate together, like four of them or something, right? Like, So they were together, so they were like, oh, okay. They were not going to assume anything. Yeah. And then I, they, so- I would say that's still in the same ballpark of six of them ordered the same thing. I feel like that's probably true. Even if true. it was on Uber Eats. Even if it was not, it just wasn't a team-made meal because that's the bummer if you're, you know, if you're the one cooking it. Yeah, for sure. I guess they don't take a cook with them on the road. Think, well, there's they, not a whole lot of cooking going on in Vegas hotels. And catering, yes. They're not really the, uh, Gonzaga's program hasn't got that big, right? Where they have a traveling chef with them? I don't think so. Might have to have to do this, would, though. That would be awesome. Take the guy who does all the food for the media because he's good. That Mike guy, kudos. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, right, in the media room. He knows room. what he's doing. Yeah, he, he makes good food. Take him with you. When did the Centers for Disease Control become the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention? Was that during the pandemic, prior to the pandemic? Because now it's just CDC. Think, it should be CDC and P. Yeah, I, I think it's always been the CDC and P. 
But I think most people just call it the CDC, right? And at first, we weren't we weren't preventing it first. We were right. They were trying one. to controlling it. Oh, yep. that is true. Yeah. Now we're into prevention mode. Now they've added a P. As we're in the Gonzaga world, it's like the first half Zags were CDC, and then they started playing defense and became the CDC, the PD, or whatever you guys are calling it in the second <laughs> half for the sports fans out there. Definitely weren't calling it what you said. Because that was an extra letter. Uh, yeah, so the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention now saying if uh, everyone is vaccinated, they can gather together. I saw nice. yesterday somebody doing this. They were nurses and a few teachers, I believe, who had been vaccinated, and they had a watch party for Gonzaga last oh, wow. night. Uh, there was just like 10 of them. It wasn't a huge group. But they were all vaccinated, and they were like, this is the best. It's like real life again. And I thought, well, that that's crazy to see. It, it was just kind of fun to see a picture of it. And, like, they posted it without feeling guilty because they were like, we are not sure. doing something uh, bad. No one can really rip on us right now. We're doing what is allowed, apparently, by the CDCP, CDCNP. My uh, favorite story yesterday was the uh, of that's related to this topic was – the firefighter who has been, you know, administering inoculations, the COVID vaccine, and he was <laughs> gave his own grandmother the shot. Okay. And they had not seen each other since the beginning of the pandemic because she had been, oh, yeah. like, in, you know, a controlled environment and blah, blah, blah. And the first time they saw each other was when he gave her the shot and he was shaking like crazy. He's like, I was so nervous to give my grandmother the shot because I didn't want to mess it up. That's great. Yeah. It was, it and was just good so excited to see her, too. Yeah. I don't know. I will never get old. It'll never get old watching the videos of the grandparents getting to hug a family member for the first time in however long. I've seen quite a few of them lately, and it just it gets me every time. Yeah, it's cool. It's just been like they're at that point in their life where they realize time is precious, and you just for a year, many of them have not been able to see and or touch a family. Like that's just that's messed up. So it's great. Uh, some great news on the way. I just wanted to share it because I feel like most of the time I've just had to share poopy news. Story number two. See what I did there? Poopy news, story number two. Uh, do you guys know who Bear Grylls is? Uh, sure. Do I ever. What do you know about Bear Grylls? He's a wild outdoorsman cab who has no fear and drinks his own urine. <laughs> you know what i don't know if that's what it says on wikipedia but it oughta but it oughta i was gonna say i know he's a guy who has his own tv show or multiple shows and has almost died multiple times that is correct jay he is uh you both are 100 percent correct and you guys described not Bear related Grylls by the way i don't very think he's, very well i don't think he's almost died from drinking his urine but I, I can't really confirm nor deny that i think he drank it to stay alive well, maybe that was it in those tough situations mm-hmm. Uh, he is a celebrity survivalist, is how he's described. Oh, wow, yeah. Bear Grylls has now a very interesting opportunity. They've asked Bear Grylls if he would be interested in being James Bond. Oh. He says, I've been approached to play James Bond by a few people that I cannot name. I'm flattered, and I'm privileged to be considered, but he said, I... I don't want to appear too greedy. I mean, 
I've already had so much more than I ever imagined, and I'm grateful for that. The fact that I'm a celebrity still blows my mind. Because I basically just go do death-defying adventures and, you know, do things that I love that people were interested in and we put on TV and now I'm a, you know, a TV star, but I'm in no way, shape or form ready to be James Bond. Wow. I don't, geez, I wouldn't imagine too many people would turn down that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it's a great opportunity, right? You, you get to be James Bond. First of all, they make nonstop movies. It seems like, uh, but he says, nah, my life, I've already lived a life that's so amazing, I can't imagine needing anything more when it comes to that. He's like, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Uh, former SAS member, which is the UK fighting force, similar, similar to the America's Delta Force. Okay, so he knows all the moves. Right. The acting part is really tricky. I yeah, feel like he'd be a good stunt double. For James Bond. Yeah, you're right. He's not really acting on his shows. Yeah, he's, just he's being great. Grills. He's great on TV. He's very likable for sure. And, and I'm sure there's a little bit of acting, but not. It is just more him being Bear Grylls. Yeah, it's like, eh, that seems weird that they would even consider him. But he would look awesome as James Bond. That's Absolutely. Sure. James yeah. Bond always has a really good, good-looking man look. Yep. And Bear Grylls is a good-looking dude who would look cool in the suit. He would look awesome. And it's believable. It's that thing of where you're not going, please. No, you're like, I've seen what that guy does. He actually could do that. No kidding, that's true. Yes. He could actually do that. (laughs) He's doing his own stunts. He's already British. The the best part is they would have to incorporate a scene where he drinks his own urine. That that would have to be in a Bond scene because he would say, I'm going to do it. Whether you want me to or not, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you need to work that into the script somehow because it's going to happen and I will take it shaken, not stirred. That's when he will drop that Oh, line. yeah. Oh, man. It's the only way to have it. That would be great. They're like, Bear, that's not necessary. I know. Story number three. It is three. for me. That's, it is that's for on me. his. Right, what's, yeah. what's it called? One of those things called that the, all the actors and actresses have where they need this in their dressing room? Their, uh, oh, the rider? Rider. Rider. Yes. That's in his rider. His rider isn't, okay, I need Fiji water in my dressing room. It's only I need a scene of this in the movie. That's it. Everything else is fine. I can sleep in a tree. I can sleep anywhere. I don't need anything nice. Yep. I can use my knife as a mirror to make sure I look all right. I just need this one scene in the movie. Thank you. Well, since Bear Grylls said no, maybe they can look up this guy, Nick Anapolsky. He, he is the owner of Polsky Strength and Conditioning up there in Canada. He just broke the world record by doing 879 chest-to-ground burpees in one hour. Oh, gosh. <laughs> is that Are worse you... than... That's way worse than drinking your own pee, right? Oh, heavens. You, want, you can't walk for how long? I mean, you drink your own pee, you puke, you're done. That, that thing there... How many? 800 and what? 879 chest-to-ground burpees in one hour. Wow. I mean, even if you're in good shape, do 20, and then let me know how you're doing. Listen, I tried to do one the other day. <laughs> That's a lie. I didn't. I, I <laughs> That tripping and falling is not a chest-to-ground burpee, Kevin. Yeah, I did ju- some jumping jacks, and I was like, Oh, God, no, not doing that again. There's too much stuff moving. <laughs> it's overrated. 
What in the world? That is not. I have jumping, not uh, no longer built for jumping. It's not the jumping, Kevin. It's the landing. I think that's the problem. You're right. The jumping part is fun. It's the as soon as you hit the ground again, and then everything else in different time hits the ground. I mean, good for him. I would like to see honestly how long it has is going to take him to actually walk. Like you're so sore. I mean, you know. Obviously, you can still walk, but you're so sore. You're sore for what? Four days? Oh, yeah. Literally, that's insane. And and probably really good for you, though, guys. Oh, that's got to be great for your body. Super healthy. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Got anything like that today, Kev? Kevin James. Well, today is National Video Day game. Excuse I'm sorry? Me. The Jay and Kevin Show. On the big 99.9 Coyote Country. I mean, it is Mario Day, so that's a cool thing. Mario Day. And, you know, that's because if you spell out M-A-R-I-O, it looks like Mar-10, March 10th, Mario Day. You're welcome. Now let's do a listener letter. It's a listener letter. You wrote it down. We picked it up and we're reading it now. Gonna find out if we can help at all. And we're gonna see if you can help with your calls. It's gonna be fun and it's gonna be great. So let's get to it. No need to wait. It's a listener letter, don't you know? And we're reading it here on the Jane Kevin Show. Good morning, guys. I'm a guy that wakes up the second my alarm goes off. My wife, who got a new job about five months ago, is the exact opposite. She sets four alarms and hits snooze time after time after time. Her wake-up takes at least 30 minutes. I used to get up before her, so it wasn't an issue, but now, with her new job, her first alarm goes off at 4 a.m. I don't have to be up until 6.30. I don't sleep for that entire half hour, and sometimes I don't go back to sleep. My wife says she's so sorry. She's willing to try to fix the problem and get up earlier, but she hasn't had any luck. I'm no help because I just don't get it. If you hear an alarm, just wake up. (laughs) <laughs> Any tips that might get her out of bed and not play the snooze game for 30 minutes? Thanks, Brandon. So she's building in a half an hour to just wake up slowly, clearly, right? Otherwise, she would be late for her new job. Yeah, like I think maybe she wants to be up at 4, but, but she knows she can has to be up at 4.30. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not, like I'm going to be in trouble if I'm not up by 4.30. I, I don't know how it works. Slim, are you a snooze? person uh, there's times i am I, I used to be really really bad about it mm-hmm. really bad yeah but okay then over the course of time my wife was like hey really seriously it, your alarm can't go off more than once once is already pushing it bud because she wakes up to it and it's hard for her to go back to sleep so once was enough and i just finally realized oh yeah that's a real problem and i do a pretty good job now it's probably once every month that i get the two alarms thing and i hit snooze otherwise i just yeah grab the phone Get up, head on into the bathroom, and fall asleep on the toilet. <laughs> okay, that, so that's a, a good. So you're the man who has lived this I lived and this. fixed it. You I'm lived like it. Blake you Shelton, fixed man, it. I lived it. So what would you say was a tip that helped get over that hump? Caring about your wife. It's really that a was, mindset. Period. Is that's it not? All it was. Yeah. That's really the only thing it was. There was no tricks about it. There was no incentives about it it was just i like my wife enough to know that i don't want her to be hearing two alarms so when i heard that first alarm i got up because i didn't want her to wake up the next time now i'll tell the guy you may also you're just in a rough spot right now too because the first she's only five months into a new job getting up at 4 a.m 
it, it's probably going to be the roughest time ever for her to adjust to this, right? I mean, it, it is not that getting up at that time at first, it, it takes a while to get used to. I think for most people, right? You, that, you that's never not get used easy. to it. Well, yeah, I'm I still did. not used to it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But it does get easier where it at least well, becomes a little more routine where you're like, listen, guys, I'm talking out my rear because, you know, I still not used to it. I still yeah, not, cannot get up. I'm not at all. But, I don't I really don't think the early wake up thing. I don't think any human ever gets used to. No, I think you get better at it, but you don't get used to it. And I think yeah, there's better, a big th- difference. That's that's fair. Yeah. Your help comes on the other end of going to bed early. That that's where your help could come in with waking up earlier. Yeah. With waking up when the first alarm is just going to bed earlier, so you've gotten more sleep by the time that first alarm goes off. But that's really hard to do. Yeah. Managing time at night is crucial to getting up on time in the morning, especially with a four a.m. alarm. I mean, if you don't manage it at night, you're done. But I will also say with Slim, it's a mindset. It is such like let's put it this way: if you had a flight. And you had to get up at 4 o'clock, and you realized, I only have, I'm going to get up at 4, I have to be out the door in 30 minutes. You would, when that alarm went off, you would jump out of bed. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. there is a deadline when it's a flight. Have you ever seen Home Alone? They sleep through their alarm because of a power outage. Right. But when one of them wakes up, they all move in <laughs> fast forward yep. to get out to the airport because you know you have to. Yeah, that's. I think that's maybe the thing that I've learned over the years because I have done the snooze thing a lot and like if i stay at judy's house i won't do it i will make sure that i shut as soon as that first alarm goes off i shut it off in a second and i get up because i don't want to wake her up i sleep in a different room even because i don't want to wake her up but it's like i don't i just know that like shut that thing off as soon as you can because and you're right it is the mindset of okay i have to get up at this time but the days where i set you know, three alarms, four alarms, hit snooze. And actually, I'll set the alarm a half hour before I have to get up for the absolute have to get up time. But yeah, because you want to just up, take away those options. Yeah, you want to wake up slowly. So you built in the snooze. Just take away the built in snooze time. And then you will get up if you're like, yeah. hey, I have to get up at 430 or I won't get to work on time. I guarantee you, you'll get out of bed. Yeah. And if you really need the half hour to get up, I, I just argue that it. Is it even worth it? Because I think all the time when I do that, I just feel like that half hour is so miserable anyways. Because <laughs> is, it, is it really work for some people? If you have something you do. So I always watch every morning at well, it's like 420 every single morning. I watch NBA game time, which is the recap show of the highlights of the night before. And I watch it every day at 420. So I know when I wake up, I know I have something to go do. Well, okay, yeah, I like that. I will say there are a few suggestions on Facebook that are helpful, and then there's a lot that aren't. Uh, Sally says, buy her a Fitbit. I'm the same way. I have alarms that Mm -hmm. go off every 15 minutes, and because now that they're on my Fitbit, they just vibrate on my wrist until I get up. Okay. It doesn't wake up my husband. So that's... That's that's a good idea. Very useful tip. There's a lot of love for the Fitbit, too. A lot of people saying, yes, this works. Uh, I struggled with the Apple Watch because I wear that at night and I had the problem where it vibrates and I instantly just hit it and it shuts off that and the alarm on my phone. 
And so it's so easy for me to just shut it off that I had to stop doing that because I was like, I don't even have to move. You just boop, hit your wrist and it's off. So that was not waking me up enough. So I had to stop doing that game. But hopefully it uh, would work for her. Great suggestions then- off the text line. Have a bucket of water nearby. Just shove her out of bed or turn the light on and just begin a conversation. Yeah, a lot of people saying the light is the way to go. If you're up, just flip the light on. That'll really help. <laughs> I do not recommend that. The problem, but the problem is, if he flips the light on, he doesn't want to get up. So you know, right. he's it's counterproductive. I will tell you this: there are a lot of people on Facebook who have the same problem with their significant other, whether it's the husband, the wife, the boyfriend, the girlfriend. They're saying. It's just a bummer, and it kind of becomes it is what it is because people are just built different. And if you've got the person that wants all the snooze and you're not, it's just a tough one to get over sometimes. I mean, I hate to say it, but the snooze in that situation is kind of selfish if it's waking up the other person. You just kind of have to just tell yourself, I'm going to get up, and that's it. I mean, But what if you're the more important person in the relationship? The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. All right, it's time for our listener lover. Uh, listener lover, what? Kevin James. Cody says, I need some advice on how to handle a situation. Wish. Good God. <laughs> the Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. Did you guys ever end up watching the uh, interview that Oprah did? No, I. it has been on my list to do all week long. And it just keeps getting put off. Doesn't really, uh, you're getting enough of the other snippets that you don't really care enough or? No, not even that. It, that's not it at all. It's just, it's a fairly long interview. Yeah, and I realize long, it's yeah. like, oh man, I want to commit, you know, an hour and a half to it. And so it's like, I haven't had the chance to uh, just commit to it and watch all of it yet. I thought I was going to get it done yesterday and then ended up, uh, oh, I had my granddaughter. I ended up. With her, and so it was one of those where I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to get that done today." Man, between Zag games, it's uh, it's weird that that it's even a thing in the day and age that we are now with social media and all that stuff. I mean, it used to be the you know the Barbara Walter specials where they'd have all the big interviews, and then Oprah would do big interviews, and it's just kind of weird now that it's still a thing. But she's Oprah, so you can do whatever she wants. Well, yeah, here's the deal: Oprah's real good at it. I mean, Barbara Walters was awesome at doing those specials. And what what were they? Uh, she would do like the ten most fascinating people of the year, or was it was it in was it in cahoots with Time Magazine's Person of the Year, or or am I just completely talking out my rear end with that? I don't think it was Slim. I think it was okay. just whoever Barbara Walters determined was fascinating and said yes to an interview. They were awesome. They were those interviews were fantastic. Yeah, she got big names. Yep. I am all about Oprah starting that because Barbara Walters is obviously not doing that anymore. We need Oprah to become that. Listen, you're you're fairly well retired now. She doesn't do as much stuff. But when she does it, she's good at getting stuff out of people. And so, yes. like, could we please just have Oprah start doing these specials where, you know, two times a year or something where she just gets a big interview and talks to people. I mean, you just go to your neighbor's house like she did this time, and you sit down for a couple of hours, which is that's just a long interview, and then you just talk to. I mean, who's she gonna t- who's she gonna interview? Like right now, I, I there was a lot of talk yesterday on 
social media that people want her to interview Britney Spears. Right. And Britney's story is fascinating, no doubt. And there was the the recent uh, Framing Britney docu-series or whatever that thing was. Like a six-part miniseries about Britney's life. But a lot of people said that didn't give really a full look as to what all was really going on. It was kind of written from just one standpoint. Is that you saw some of it, Slim? Right? Yeah, we watched it, and it. I just felt like it was all very pro Britney all the way. I get it. Very interesting for a lot of it. Then they get big time into her story, which is her dad has a. I think it's called a consignment. I don't remember what it's called because that part started to bore me a little bit. Ship, I think. There it is. Oh, and he's she, in charge of her money, right? Yeah, and she's forty. And he's still in charge of her money, yeah. and it's kind of weird, that's and she doesn't up. have access yeah. to all her money, and he does, and that's a weird thing. And so that's real weird. How if they did the interview with her, with Britney Spears and her dad together? Oh man, Ooh, like maybe would, like separate then together. Yeah, there you go. I would throw the popcorn in the popcorn machine, and I would make enough of it to last me for a very long time because that would be really fun. I also find that sometimes, like. Uh, they're so good. She's so good at getting information. I don't think I care. And then I see parts of it, and then I'm like, oh, right. I don't necessarily, you know, it's like, oh, I really want to know a lot more about Meghan Markle. I, mean, I don't necessarily, but then the, she's so good at the interview that I'm, like, drawn in. That is so true. I, I, another one for me that I think would be interesting to see an interview with would be Tiger Woods. I know they have the documentary that's out right now. Tiger's just had... And now you add the you know the crash yeah. and all that into and, and the rehab that he's going to have to go through for that with the injuries. I, I just think his life is fascinating, and that I th- he seems to be a guy who has made it through some some addiction and some bad things, and now has a better story to tell. Like I feel like he's in a better place now. I'm hoping that's the case. I just think those people are fascinating sometimes when they have a life that has had some pretty big challenges while it looked uh, from the outside like he had it all yeah and again the long form interview where you have a chance to get past the sound bites that's where it starts to get gets fun because you know everybody does the first the first sound bite that oh i'm gonna give you 10 seconds because i know that's what you're gonna use oh i'll give you another one that would be very fun to see oprah interview robert downey jr I saw him on the Dave Letterman thing where Dave does the, my next guest is. And Dave does a good job of those interviews being entertaining and getting some stuff out of people. But he doesn't, there was so many questions left. Like he would start to get into something and then he just moved to another topic. And I was like, no, 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 Dave. I had like 10 other questions about that. And you know Oprah would dig so deep into that and you would get, Way more info out of it. Because Robert Downey Jr., also extremely fascinating guy. Yeah, I think a lot of those guys, like I listened to an hour-long interview of George Clooney yesterday, and it was, I mean, you know, from almost dying in a motorcycle accident I didn't know about to, you know, he's got three-and-a-half-year-old twins. Which, by the way, hats off to his twins for uh, enjoying playing the the peanut butter on the shoe game. Excuse me? That's the one where you go, oh. Because George Clooney's a practical joker. He does a lot of practical jokes on his friends. Okay. And now he has three-and-a-half-year-old twins, a boy and a girl. And the boy likes to play practical jokes because he sees Dad doing them. So he did the put peanut butter on the shoe. Dad, do you smell poop? 
No, I don't smell his poop. I think I stepped in it. And then you reach down, you put your finger in it, you put it in your mouth. <laughs> I did not know this game. <laughs> I've never played this game. He said he enjoys those more than the mom. <laughs> no. <laughs> Weird.